0: Doo doo doo. doo. What's up everybody? RK here, and today I wanted to talk to you guys about doing aquaponics in an apartment. So I know I talked about it before. Um the apartment aquaponics book has finally been released, and so if you are listening to this podcast, you know the day that it gets released, you can go and get the book for free as a a digital Kindle version for free until Friday, July 10th. So if you just go on over to apartmentaquaponics.com, add your name and email there to the box, and it'll take you where you can go get your free book. Um, If you're listening to this after Friday, July 10th, head on over to apartmentaquaponics.com and uh, for uh, the next probably week or so after the, uh, the, the digital launch, I'm going to be offering, you can get the book for free. You know, if you just help me cover shipping and handling, I'll I'll just send you a book. So, um, head on over to apartmentaquaponics.com to get, to get your, your book on how to set up an apartment aquaponics system. Okay. So enough about the book. Um, let's start, talk about actually doing aquaponics in an apartment. So um, you know, when I first got started, a lot of the info that I saw is, you know, there's, there's backyard versions, there's commercial versions of systems, and, and most of them require space and, uh, you know, in an area to actually set something up. And so for the last few years, I've been experimenting with different systems that you can run in your apartment. And so there are some things that are just, just different when doing aquaponics in an apartment. Compared to doing it, say, in a backyard or, you know, in a in a plot of land that you have somewhere. So, let's talk about those things. So, the very first thing is you actually have to get permission if you want to do an aquaponics setup in your apartment. Now, I know that sounds weird, you know, but I remember... I was wanting to build an aquaponic system all out of recycled wood pallets and, um, and some stuff that I had laying around. And so I I went, I got donated tin wood pallets and I had them stacked up in my back porch and uh, my, my, uh, the owner of the apartment actually called me and said, what are you doing with all those wood pallets back there? You're blocking the fence and we could actually get fined if you're blocking that fence. So, you know, you got to get rid of those pallets. And so, uh. You know, so then I realized, he said, what are you wanting to do with those pots?" I said, well, I want to I wanna build an aquaponic system that I can put in the front porch and uh, make it look, you know, sort of kind of decent. And he goes, well, you need to send me a picture of that thing before you can actually set it up in the front porch. So, you know, that made me realize, you know, you actually do, when you're in an apartment, you have to ask permission, you know, if you can have stuff in your back porch and your front porch, you know, um... Maybe something smaller, like the, the system I teach you how to build in the book, you know, you don't really have to get a lot of permission because it's basically the size, you know, the fish tank's about the size of a, uh, you know, a small fish tank or a trash can, and and so it might not be that bad, but just to cover your ground, whenever you're doing aquaponics in, in an apartment, you want to make sure you, you can actually do it, you know. Uh, just make sure you can have some sort of thing like we're building in your apartment. Now, the next thing that you're going to have to ask yourself if you're in an apartment is about light. Your plants need a decent amount of sunlight to grow. And so, you know, if you're, if you're in, uh, you know, the United States or, or, or up above the equator... You know, you, you, if you have a south-facing apartment, great. Your your apartment is right where the sun's going to be, basically, all day long. But if you're on the north side of, the, uh, of your apartment where there isn't any sun, um, you know, it's blocked on the other side, well, now you're going to have a problem because you don't have what you need to actually grow the plants. Now, our apartment is actually sandwiched kind of right in between a bunch of, you know, big high-rises, and so... My back porch really only gets a couple hours of decent sunlight a day. And so when I first started, my plants, they were always going long and skinny trying to reach for the sun. And I was never able to really get good growth until I supplemented some lighting. So I I got a bunch of T5 lights and I would run the T5 lights along with the sunlight. And then my plants finally started to really, really grow really fast and really big like they do when you have a a decent amount of sunlight for your aquaponics. So if you're doing, you know, aquaponics in your, in your, um, in your apartment, you want to make sure you have enough light, specifically sunlight. Sunlight is the best light you can get. If you can't get that, then, then you're going to have to supplement it somehow with some sort of, you know, either T5 lights, HID lights, or things like that. Now, um, if you jump in and, and, and get the book, um, I actually made a step-by-step video course that goes along with the book. You get free access to that, um, and I'm gonna add a lighting section in there for from um, with with videos that I found on YouTube that that really explain everything you need to know about supplemental lighting and and you know what's best T5 HIDs LEDs you know like what's best what's most cost efficient what's gonna work work perfect for your for your system so. That's just another thing that you need to consider is lighting. Now, the third thing that you need to consider is the sound. Now, whenever you're running, you know, like an ebb and flow type of system like I teach how to run in this book, you're going to get the sound of falling water. So, you know, every few minutes the bell siphon is going to fire and it's going to dump all the water in your grow bed to your fish tank. And so it's going to almost, <laughs> I don't know, it's almost going to sound like a flushy toilet, you know, where it just, all of a sudden, all the water is going to drop into the fish tank, and then the breather tube on the bell siphon is going to siphon, it makes like a, like a slurping sound, and then it stops, and then you're pumping again, and then it starts, and it's going over and over and over again, this ebb and flow in the water falling, and in the breather tube breathing, and, you know, if you have that in your bedroom, it might Make you go crazy, you know. You might literally go crazy from sleep depri- deprivation and whatnot. No, I, you know, I have it in my in my in my back porch, the ebb and flow system, and. You know, my neighbor likes it. He, he, he says, you know, it's like, a, it's like a watery effect. It's calming and it helps him sleep better, which is good. But sometimes in the middle of the night, I can hear the thing running and I think, man, I wonder what all my other neighbors are actually, you know, thinking of this thing that's just making all this noise in the back porch. So just know that there's going to be a, the, um, the sound of water falling and flushing out. Kind of rapidly because of the bell siphon, and so if that if that's going to bother you, you, might want to consider doing it in another room or in your back porch, or just you know just know that there's going to be some sound. And the last thing you should should consider is water. So I've yet to run an aquaponic system that hasn't leaked some water at some point in time. You know, like a a pump kind of goes sideways, or the the water starts splashing in the rocks, and it's falling over, or you know, I mean. There's been all kinds of different things that have happened that make it so water spills over onto the floor. So, uh, if you're in a place that has carpet, you know, you might want to consider that because, you know, you might want to put down a, a a small little tarp or a shower curtain or something so just in case water happens to fall out of your grow bed or from your fish tank or whatever happens so that you're you're protecting your floor and you're not dripping water, you know, to your the people that live below you in your apartment or, or whatnot. Now, um, when I was trying to design the apartment aquaponic system that I would teach how to do in the book, uh, I, I messed around with a bunch of different types of ways to design it, you know, what type of system to run, you know, what should the size be, and so I went with a media-based admin flow system, and the reason I did that is because for me, the easiest way to get started is by doing, you know, a media-based system, which is just rocks, using rocks as your grow bed and as your solids filter, and the, the reason I, I did that is just, you know, it's easy. Throw some rocks in and then pump, pump, pump the fish tank water up to it, and the rocks work as a solid filter. The very first system that I ever built was a, you know, like an NFT PVC system, and, I thought oh, okay I'll just pump the fish water up into these pipes and it'll be good because I didn't know that you have to have some sort of biofiltration and solids filtration you know solids filtration is a filter out to solid waste because fish can't actually, or sorry plants can't actually take up their their food in a solid form so they're not actually eating the solid waste you know that it has to go into a you know basically a liquid form so they can so they can and suck up their food, you know? And so I had to put some sort of biofilter to filter out the solids waste and the biofilter actually grows the bacteria colonies, which is what actually becomes your plant food, right? That's what that's what converts the ammonia from the fish waste into nitrates, which become your plant food. And so I decided to go with a a media based a rock you know a rock based system so that you don't have to deal with thinking about that stuff. So you can just say, okay, just shoot it up here and let the rocks do their work and grow the bacteria and uh, and and feed and feed the, the feed your plants, right? Now it's the easiest filter, it's you know it's easy to make. You can find everything you need in your local hardware store. And then I, I, I mess with a bunch of different ways to design the stand to hold the grow bed. And the one that I went with. We've been doing these stands with inch and a half PVC pipe um, to hold up the grow beds. And I really like the way that we've been doing these stands because you can go modular with it, which means if you want one grow bed, you just build one stand. And if you want have two grow beds, then you just add a couple, a couple more legs and a couple more um, four-way cross fittings, you know, and, and you can go as, as long, it's modular, you can just keep on adding to it, and keep on adding to it, and, and you can have as many grow beds as you want, you know, and the, uh, the PVC pipe stand has actually been very sturdy, you know, we live in Hawaii, where, where wood, you know, gets humid, and then the wood will begin to rot, and warp, and that doesn't happen to PVC, so, um, so I really, been liking the PVC stands. It's what we're doing in all of our in all of our systems and all of our uh, you know systems that people hire us to install. We're all doing we're doing all PVC stands just because it's the easiest to set up. You can find everything you need at a hardware store, and it's not going to warp in the weather. Um, and then the the third thing is I decided to go with the Ebb and Flow system because I. I like what the bell siphons do in in um, sucking oxygen into the grow bed, and when it dumps, it's going to add some more oxygen into your fish tank. So you don't need a you know an extra air pump in your fish tank. You know for the fish tank, we just use a trash can that you can get at the uh, at the hardware store, and it's high enough so you don't have to bend down. You could just slide it into a closet or slide it into a you know a kitchen or wherever you're going to set it up, and. In these grow beds, you can grow a decent amount of vegetables and lettuce and herbs that you can actually use in your, you know, in your kitchen. So um, it's basically a perfect little system to get started, to learn how to do aquaponics, to have something going in your apartment, and uh, I think you'll really like it. So again, if you head on over to apartmentaquaponics.com, you can. Pick up a book, and um, and remember if you if you get this before July 10th, go over. You can have the digital version, the Kindle version for free. Um, I've been checking the stats on Amazon, and it's actually hit the n- number one book in the uh, in the con- in the Container Garden <laughs> um, uh, category. So that's cool. And another another number one book when we launched it. So again, go pick it up. You know, when, when, I, when I was writing the book, I wrote this big comprehensive manual and um, my editors suggested that I cut out all that stuff and just have it be the plans for what you need to learn how to build the system. So that's what I did. I took her advice and um, so I cut out a, a bunch of the fluff, a, a lot of the, a lot of the kind of the info that's out there available already and it's just step-by-step plans and blueprints on how to build your aquaponic system so i think you'll like it go check it out it'll help you and um if you have any questions or comments make sure and email email me rk at aquaponicsforeveryone.com all right guys until next time If you enjoyed this podcast subscribe on itunes and leave us a review or go to www.aquaponicsforeveryone.com or like us at facebook.com slash aquaponics for everyone